Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, Jeremy me, Dags. Today, we have another powerful episode, and speaking of power, across this powerful oaken desk is... Assistant Manager. Mike Rez. Let's get it going. Mike Rez, are you wow. ready to rock and roll? Yeah, let's drop the beats right away. Yes, yes, yes. What's going on on today's episode, Mike Rez? Oh, man, what's not going on on today's episode? Today, we got Song of the Day, information on a tragedy in the 1915s on the Eastland, and we are also going to talk about NFTs, plus we have another movie to give away. Sweet. We'll drop that beat. We literally turned it off. Yes, we have a powerful episode today, guys. We got the SS Eastland disaster, powerful movie giveaway. We're going to have song of the day. Let's get right into the movie giveaway. Let's do it. God, I'm excited. How many, I figured we've given over 30 copies of movies. That's a lot of freaking movies. It is. But it's for the fans. We appreciate it. We appreciate everyone that listens to this powerful episode, this powerful show, this powerful podcast. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend. Now let's get into it. Now on digital, Freddie Highmore and Astrid Burgess Frisbee with Frumka Jensen star in the action-packed thriller The Vault. Buy or rent it today. A team of master thieves attempt to pull off the score of a lifetime by breaking into the world's most impenetrable vault to steal the legendary locked treasure inside. Buy or rent the vault tonight and bring the exhilarating adventure home. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. God, we're excited, Mike Arez. Another powerful movie giveaway. That was a good read. Thank you. That was a nice cold read. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, it took me like 10 times, but I nailed it. Well, yeah, you always nail it. Thank you. God bless you, Mike Arez. God, I'm excited. Powerful show, The Vault. Nothing better than an action-packed thriller. No, there's nothing better than that. It's a heist movie. Heist movies are awesome. Yes. What are some cool heist bank vault movies you can think of off the top of your head? Ocean's Eleven. Oh, isn't that great? Heat. Heat. The Heist. Yes, just millions. Italian yeah, Job. A lot of Italian Job. That was a good one. Yeah, like it's one. a classic theme, and it's just a great topic, great you know, subject for a movie. I love them. Yeah. Gone in 60 seconds. Lifting cars. Yeah, cars. Yep. Yeah. What would your favorite sports car be? The Eleanor. Yes. Definitely. It has to be, right? I yeah. mean, the Shelby. Yes. That is pretty hot That's a pretty classic car. I work yes. with the guy who's got one. Bought it two years ago. Wow. And his buddy in Missouri is actually working on it. What are those worth? Jeez, I have no idea. Oh. I couldn't even tell you. He bought it uh, trashed, and his buddy's making it all nice. Oh, and he's gonna restore it. He's restoring it. Yeah, it's powerful. T- taking a while because his buddy's working on it as he has time, and he's giving him a really cool deal on it. But that's what his guy, his friend does. His guy does for a living is uh, takes classic sports cars that are trashed, and then he restores them for people. I wonder if he could restore my vet. 
I bet he could. My Chevette. Oh. Yes, oh. the Chevette. Oh, my God. What a rocking car. I had an Omni. Did you really? Dodge Omni? Dodge Omni. 79 Dodge yes. Omni. Tan with fake wood paneling. I love those little cars. I rocked. It has a two by three inch speaker in the dashboard. Yes. And then we added six by nines in the trunk. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I had a lot of little cars. I had the Chevette. I actually had a Chevette. I had a Oldsmobile Starfire. Oh. Yes. What else did I have? I had a Chevy Cavalier. I think everybody had one of those. Yes. Classic uh, entry-level car, if you will. Yep. I had a uh, two-door Pontiac Grand Am with removable gets uh roof panels that one you over did, the passenger really? one over the driver's side five speed it was awesome i love all the pontiacs the the grand prix the grand prix the the top of the line was the bonneville yep i enjoyed i had the bonneville too did you yes see my mine uh the grand am was was red uh or like a maroon color that's cool i had a best friend who had the same exact car but blue and then we had another friend she had the four door silver so in high school, we'd always park next to each other. People would save three spots so we wow. could park next to each other. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. pretty like a Neapolitan wild. ice cream or something. I know, right? It was awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was pretty classic back in those days. The Pontiac was cool because it was affordable, and it was high tech. Yep. Like it always had like a cool orange lights on the dash. It had a cool look to it. Yeah, they were pretty sweet. Yeah, and you could go for you know. Like the entry level Grand Am, you know, the Grand Prix, if you wanted to get fancier. Yep. What do they have? The GTP. The GTP. And, yep. And they had the Bonneville. Yeah. The, uh, the cool feature on mine was that uh, anytime it rained, the distributor cap would collect moisture and then my car wouldn't start. Yes. You got to have that. Had to re- replace the distributor cap. Yes. I just thought it was funny because every time it rained, everybody knew I couldn't drive anywhere. So they were <laughs> like, we got to go pick up Mike if we want to go out. Now, the movie, the way we're going to give away the movie will be on Twitter at Amish B Machine. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. We'll give you instructions how to win the powerful movie, The Vault. Yes, you must do that. Follow the instructions. If you do not follow the instructions, you will not be entered. Yes, you must enter to win. Now, Mike Arez. No purchase necessary. Yes, no purchase necessary, but do us a favor, tell a friend. I'm being hypnotized by the lava lamp right I can there. see that. It's falling apart. Yes, it's warming it up still. It's warming up. Warm it up, Chris. Damn, I was going to say that. Yes. You beat me to it. Yes, I know. Powerful. I can't believe you named it Chris. Yes. Warm it up, Chris. I'm about to. I got my pants on backwards like crisscross. <laughs> We're ready to rock and roll. Cross colors. Yes, cross colors, all that jazz. Now, Micah Rez, what's hot? In the news today is the NFTs. NFTs. Non-fungible tokens. That is correct. Yes. Now, what does fungible mean? Fungible. So, the easiest way to explain fungibility. What's the most difficult way? Because that's what I want. Uh, God, and we could do that until the cows came home. But we, we want to go easy because, you know, that's what we do here. The, uh, so, think of uh, Bitcoin, if you will. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, they're all fungible tokens, meaning that you can break those up into tiny little pieces and you can own parts of a whole. So like if you want to own Bitcoin, but you can't afford $60,000 for a full Bitcoin, you can throw $5 at it and you get the 0.00001, whatever it comes down to for Bitcoin. So non-fungible token 
means you can't break it up. You own the entire thing. So what's happening is a lot of artists, painters, musicians, podcasters, podcasters like us, Dags, they're putting up their property as a non-fungible token or an NFT, and people can buy them. Usually NFTs are things that are, uh, can't be easily produced or reproduced. So that's why people are way into them, and that's what makes them valuable. Well, what do they do to copyright them or to put in some watermark? How do they physically do that or digitally do that? What are they- that's a good question. Yes. There are some websites where you can upload pictures, digital pictures, or your MP3s. And, and it'll make it an NFT. I don't know how they authenticate it to make it an NFT, but obviously these websites are starting to, to authenticate them for you. So we could take this episode, for example, and we could publish it on our you know, most powerful platforms available to everybody. And then you could also upload it to a website that creates the authenticity for an NFT. So somebody could own this episode and they own everything about it. Uh, I don't know if they actually own rights to it because it's still, you still have a copy of it, obviously, because you're the one that is uploading it to begin with. But it could be, I think what you're saying and agreeing to when you make it an NFT is saying, I won't, you know, make another thousand copies and give them to people because this person's paying to own one copy of it. So some musicians are going that way. A lot of artists are going that way with their digital photography and digital prints of their paintings and things. So uh, Jack from Twitter, the CEO of Twitter. Yes, his first tweet. His first tweet's an NFT now. You can't find that anywhere now. That's off of Twitter and somebody owns that. He autographed it somehow too. That just blows my mind though, that you can make it and you can't find it anymore. I mean, how, how, I mean the easiest thing in the world is to take a screenshot. Right, but it's not. Oh, a, by the way, never do that in the restroom. I was in the restroom at the urinal, and there was something on my phone. I wanted to. <laughs> this is a true story. This is not my. Oh my god! I can't help it. I'm funny, but no, this is actually a true story. I was at the urinal, like, oh yeah, I got to remember. I got to take a screenshot. It takes a screenshot. It sounds like you took a picture yeah, of yourself. Yeah, it, it did. And then the guys look over, and I'm like, uh, I said, "Don't worry, I didn't really take a picture. I didn't have enough memory." All right, go on. Say my screen's not big enough. Yeah, anyway. so it said, "Please switch to panoramic view." <laughs> I'm sure it did. Siri's always doing that shit. Yeah, so Jack did his first tweet. Trying to think who else has done some... The cat. The cat, Nyan. Was it Nyan cat? Neko cat or whatever it is. Yeah. And then uh, last night I shared the story or mentioned something about Sophia, that humanoid AI robot. Yep. So it produced a a quote-unquote self-portrait because another artist painted her or it. And then it recreated that painting based on what it was seeing. So it painted. What is the pronoun for a robot? You know, I was trying to, I don't know if it's her or it or what, because it, it's named after, it's a female name. It's designed to look like a female. Well, what was the Borg? It'd be something like us or. Us. Yeah. So they, uh, so she, this robot, Sophia, painted a portrait of her portrait. And there's a 12 second video clip that was sold as an NTF or NFT, excuse me, and for $688,000, and part of that price is they, the person who bought that NFT is getting the painting that this robot painted as well. That's cool. I like the ones that elephants paint. Yeah, those are pretty sweet. 
Elephants are good artists. They are. Yeah. So what if, what if Sophia starred in a reboot of the Titanic? Oh man, that'd be crazy. Yes. By the way, guys, today's we have a powerful nautical theme to our show. We have the disaster of the SS Eastland disaster. We're also going to talk about the Suez Canal, Micarez. There's a giant ship, giant ship blocking the way. We're going to be getting into that too. NFT talk. NFTs. We got ship talk. Would you uh make the logo? Of this powerful podcast and NFT. Yeah, let's do it. How do you, do you actually know how to do it? Or you obviously yeah, there, have to there's, pay there's someone? There's websites that will help you, help you do it. I don't, I don't know if they're free or not. We can look into it. Let's look into it and yeah. try to find but out But I mean, I know, you know, like, uh, money off of this shit. have you ever collected comic books or uh, trading cards or any of that? Yeah, I did a lot of baseball cards. You know how up. they, you can get them slabbed and then they authenticate them and give yep. them a rating. It's usually up to 10. They yep. do it with coins. It's weird because back in the day, comic books used to be good, very good, fine, near mint. Yep. Not, same thing with baseball cards. Yeah, yeah. And they did that with uh, coins and comic books. And now it all went to that scale of 10. Isn't that weird? Yeah. The famous Honus Wagner baseball card, old timey Pirates player. Uh, his baseball card is now an NFT. Wow. What year was this basically? Uh, 08, I think. Or. Somewhere in the early 1900s. Was that when it was tobacco and all that jazz? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that that card, there's still copies of that card circulating because they made the card, but now it's only available uh, digitally. They're not recreating that card. So they went from tobacco to chewing gum. The big league chew. The big league chew, <laughs> which is a uh, big league chew. Is it still? Uh, Don't tell your mama what yeah, the big boys can't. eat. But are they doing like uh, edible? Gummies or anything or not yet. Okay. There will be. Yeah. Maybe Colorado could think of that or how many states is it legal? A ton right now, isn't it? Seventeen ish. Yeah. I'm guessing. We're gonna be somewhere around like twenty nine, thirty, because Minnesota's never the forefront of that kind of stuff. They always wait and wait and wait. Minnesota. That's why it's so great to live here. Because we wait and wait yes. and wait. Oh yeah, we gotta wait. <laughs> I want to be too. We don't want to lead the pack, but no. we don't want to be last. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah, we'll look into NFTs. Yeah, you know me. Still, it still kind of blows my mind how they do it. It, it's kind of, it's confusing. I mean, it, these digital blockchain things, you know, and it, and people are get into it. I think uh, what happens is, you know, one person does it, and they find out about it, then FOMO starts to set in. I think that's usually what drives these kinds of things is FOMO. FOMO? Yeah. Fucked over. Wait, wait a minute. Fear of missing out. Mm. That kind of FOMO. FUBAR and all those cool acronyms. Yeah. You could say, you know, get that NFT because YOLO. Yes. You only YOLO once. Yes. Did you know that? LOL, yes. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah, I want to look into it. But like you said, you still own the rights. Like if we did the logo to ABM. God, I should, I would hope that you would, the originator yes. or whoever posted it would still own the rights. So how is it not, away. I'm confused. How is it not just a copy? Be, because I think as the originator, you're agreeing that you will not reproduce it because some of you are selling some kind of rights. I have no idea. I kind of wonder how that works for musicians. Because as a musician, you make money based on 
who owns writer credits. So if you're an indie musician, you write the song, how you get paid is uh, from radio station plays is every month a log gets generated and then sent into like BMI or ASCAP or whoever else is licensing your music. And as a writer, you get a percentage of that. That's what the licensing fee that radio stations pay go to. So if you're a musician doing NFT music, how do you continue to, unless you're selling the rights to that for like two, $300 and you're only agreeing to get paid once, I don't know. And then how do you determine a price? It's a good question. I mean, does the, I guess the, the market, either the market or you just throw the price out there. If nobody buys it, then lower your price. If people buy it, then you're like, shit, I should have, I should have charged more for that. Yeah. Like is Sophia going to come after you if you don't? She might. Have you heard interviews with her? She, yes. She went online in 2016. One of the interviews, and it shocked every. It shocked the person interviewing her, and it shocked the creator, her creator, the guy that created her that was sitting next to her. She said that she wants to start a family and that she wants to experience love and have kids and everything, and it like creeped the audience. I was like filmed in front of a live studio audience, like on Oprah or something. I don't think it was Oprah, but something like Oprah, and it creeped everybody out. Oh, Oprah never did. No, Oprah never did. Yes. That the robot's just trying to flex. Yes. But yeah, it's a it's a citizen of Saudi Arabia. Really? Yeah, Saudi Arabia made it a citizen. It was the first humanoid citizen of any country. It's still the only humanoid citizen of a country. Does it have a uterus? Don't know. We can look at the schematics and see if See if the guy put one in there. Wonder if it could have a cool remote uterus, kind of like those ones on Alien, you know, where they're all in suspended animation oh, and yeah. some cool you know, viscous fluid, and then they start start having convulsions, and you always got to get them out of there. Get them out of there. <laughs> well, it was like the big '80s trope line, wasn't it? Get them out. Yeah, you got to get them out of there. Well, you always or they're always. Working in some lab and then it gets sealed up, you know. <laughs> right. And then the evil, beep, beep, yeah, and the, the evil, eye, evil guy always says, "Ah, oh, fuck him." Right. There's always some like twerpy evil guy. Blood splatter on the windows, the lab windows. What was the name of the guy? The evil guy from Aliens. Remember the little twerp? He was in that uh, the sitcom. I don't know his name. Not off the top of my. We head. need to know him. You know uh, what's uh, Helen? What's her name? Helen Ripley. Helen Hunter. Look that up. I'm looking up Alien. Yeah. The dude from, uh, he's a stand-up comedian. He's in Aliens. Aliens, not Alien. Oh, Aliens. Aliens. That's, that's different. Hold on. And then he did the TV show with Helen Hunt. Paul Reiser. Yes, Paul Reiser. I didn't even have to look that up once you said Helen Hunt. Well, I, was t- I, I said Helen Hunt. Yeah, but I thought you were talking about the name of the character from the movie. We're yeah. saying Helen, 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 and it's like it's Ellen Ripley. So what was the little person? Wasn't Helen Hunter? And now what are we talking about? Aliens or was she in uh look up uh what was the horror movie they're here? Poltergeist. What oh was Poltergeist, that? that little girl's yeah. name. What well, no, the the lady, what was her name? Look her up. Oh, the uh Yes. Caroline? Yeah. That What's lady. her name? Uh Zelda Rubenstein. That's yeah, that's her name. That's well, her real name. Who's Hunt then? Who's the. She was in Look Up uh, Dune. 
Who is the little person in Dune? We're doing a lot of yeah. I think it was cast hunt. lookups today. Yeah. All right, we're gonna. Well, I think it was hunt. Up. Oh, that's why did it pull up the new Dune? Yeah. There's yeah, only, only one Dune. Dune 1984. Yeah, that's the only go. Dune. It's like I know, Star it's just, Wars. It's my phone is really excited about yeah. the new one. I it's guess it's like Star Wars. There's only three Star Wars films: Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and The Wrath of Khan. Yes, and The Wrath of Khan, starring the little furry Muppets, Linda Ooh. Hunt. Thank you, Hunt. Yes, she played. Uh, sh- I'm gonna say this <laughs> name wrong. Shadow Mapes. Yeah, that's exactly is what that, I was is thinking. That how it is? Yes, Mapes. I gotta, I gotta look. I don't remember that character in Dune. So there was. She's L- been in everything though. Helen Hunt. She related to Helen Hunt. Linda Hunt. Linda Hunt. And then Mike. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful. I, I almost fell for that. I, yes, had to, I stopped for a second. Yes, you did. Wow. God, we're having a good time tonight on the most powerful podcast ever created. Best movie Linda Hunt's been in besides Dune, 1984. What was that? Silverado. Yes, powerful pickup. Chevy. Love we that. We thank everyone that listens to this powerful podcast. This powerful podcast, we want you to do us a solid, do us a favor, and subscribe everywhere you listen. Just subscribe, leave a review. Five-star review is the highest. If you unlock that, you unlock the secrets to actresses and actors named Hunt. Hmm. I'm going to need you to subscribe to our powerful YouTube channel. We're working on new videos as we speak. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, like our Facebook page. God, we're having a good time. Micah Rez. I think uh, we should make one of those videos on NFT. We should figure that out. We're going to get an NFT. I don't care. Whatever it takes, we're getting an NFT. We are. Yeah, you know me. Now, what's the latest on the ship in the Suez Canal? Do we know anything? It's stuck. uh, I think they said three more weeks, possibly. (laughs) Was it a a windstorm or something that... Is that what it was? ...turned it to its side and it crashed into the... I don't know. Was it Poseidon or Neptune maybe farted? I bet Poseidon farted. Yeah. What do you like better, Poseidon or Neptune? I think Poseidon. Yes. They named a whole adventure after him. Yes, they did. It didn't work out well for the Poseidon either. No. Yeah. As long as, as long as this ship doesn't turn upside down, I think we'll be okay. I can't remember anyone's names. Who was the lady that she was a swimmer in there and she died? The Shirley? Temple? Shirley Jones or... Look that up. We're looking uh, a lot of stuff up today. I am. Poseidon. Ooh, there it is. Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. That's the 1972 film. Poseidon. Yes. The, the remake. So you want the, uh, the original cast, right? Yeah, Shirley, what was her name? Uh, Shirley Winters? Yes, Shelly Winters. Thank Shelley you. Shelly Winters. Why did I say Shirley? I'm Why even did looking I say at Shirley? Shirley? You Shelley said Shirley. I, know. I said Shirley, and I'm looking at it. Says I'm Shirley. not doing any editing. Bell Normally we edit it. It sounds great. We know what we're talking about. We do. We're just... Never heard of no one so shit all stupid as you. You must have got manure for your brains. By the way, did you have an energy drink? Do you want one? I had one on the way over. Oh, okay. What'd you enjoy? Uh, Monster. Sugar-free. Powerful. Yeah. Powerful. That's my go-to in the white can. Yes. It's really good. It's kind of, it was, uh, it was nice. There was, uh, uh, almost a road rage incident on the way over. There was, uh, the guy behind me who was tailgating me. Wow. I want to hear about road rage. So I couldn't get around. Before I, okay. They're going off on tangents. Before I forget, 
Who is the captain of the Poseidon Adventure? Don't look. All right. Well, I, oh. I already saw it anyway. Is that cool? Yeah, it's Detective Drebin. Do you remember that or not? No. Yes, watch it. I do not. It must be like his only serious movie he ever did. Well, he did uh, Forbidden Planet. He was awesome in that. I've never heard of that. Yes. One. Oh, you got to watch Forbidden Planet. Sounds like another movie I watched. That uh, features a cool robot. Does it? Humanoid? Yes. Oh. And he has this line, and I, I don't remember it verbatim, but they're like, hey, robot. The guy goes, can you make us some of this? He shows him like this thing of whiskey, <laughs> and he says something like, would 52 gallons be sufficient? <laughs> it's, it's No. I'll find, I'll find it out. Because he is awesome. And I get mixed up with Robbie the Robot. He was like some, he was the original. I can't remember who came first. And they kind of made him into Robbie the Robot. And they always used, back then, they always used the same robot and flipped him around. And we will have to look into that. But that's a great line. That's Whatever awesome. he says, he looks at it. And he goes, he says something funny, you know, like, would 50 gallons be sufficient? That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Not enough. More. Right, let's, let's go back to this scatterbrained episode and let's talk about your road rage incident. Okay. So we, I had, uh, I, I was in the, the left lane trying to get around this pickup truck in the right lane, but I wasn't in a hurry. So, and I, and I was going to get around him eventually. And then uh, I look in the rear view mirror and I notice I've got a uh, SUV right on my ass, right? And he's trying to bully me. To get over, but I can't because I'm not getting around this truck fast enough. And if I were to speed up any faster, I'd be right on the ass of the car in front of me. And I'm not going to do that because what the fuck? I don't, I don't yeah, care. why? So I decide I'm just going to do what I was doing. I was going to get around him eventually. So the guy slows down a little bit, hits his high beams, and then gets right up on my ass again. The SUV. The SUV behind me, right? So now I'm pissed. So I'm like, well, I'm not in a hurry for a lot longer now. Eventually, I get around the, the pickup truck, go into that lane, and then I speed up just enough so I'm, the, the car that was in front of me can't get over because yes. I'm right there. The driving roadblock? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I love that. So, so the guy that was behind me trying to bully me is trying to get my attention to get me to slow down, and I'm doing the, oh, can't see you out of my peripheral, yes. even though I can see them, you know, even the passenger's like trying to wave at me. And... <laughs> Then the car that, that's in front of him decides he's going to speed up and try to get around me while I speed up just to stay at that angle. You know, it was super petty, but I was pissed like at the Tom SUV. Petty, yeah. yeah, I was. And eventually the car in front of me went fast enough, got over, and then the car, the SUV Richard was, Petty? Who's a race car guy? Is it Richard Petty? Dick Trickle. Okay, Dick Trickle. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so then Mario eventually the, the, uh, the SUV that was trying to bully everybody decided that he he had his free lane and floored it doing at least 100 i mean just like took off he was pissed he was pissed yeah but it was hilarious what if it was really you had like a cup of coffee left on the hood of your car or (laughs) or an infant in a child seat yeah i know it was it was uh pathetic i hate when drivers drive like i'm sure it's been done but that'd be a funny prank to have the kid on the top of the roof just have some little doll (laughs) stuck in there (laughs) (laughs) i used to have uh in high school i bought this fake stuffed arm and we'd have it hanging out of the the back of the omni in the trunk classic and uh what we found an old like wedding ring and so we put the wedding ring on the ring finger and then we put uh an old like casio watch Oh, there. I love Casio watches. And uh, G-Shock. I, we went to uh, play uh, Moonlight Bowling one night, and uh, when we were leaving, 
the I forgot that my arm was sticking out. I usually put it away <laughs> when we'd go in someplace and somebody stole the watch. Oh my god. It didn't work, but they stole the watch anyway. <laughs> so but yeah, that was always fun. That was like you know, and people that would pass you on the freeway would just you know, laugh at you and honk and wave <laughs> and just like give you the thumbs up. It was funny. It's funny as hell. Powerful. Stuff you did when you were eighteen. Thank you for your road rage incident. Yeah, I was uh was really hoping that I'm glad that's all it led up to because I've seen some Do you have a non threatening car? Do you think that your car incites violence or what? Oh yeah. Yeah, you look at it, you just get pissed. Yeah, what is it? It's a Toyota Corolla. Yes. Silver. Yes. <laughs> Adam Corolla. It's like you goddamn Corollas. I hate you. Ah! Not as bad. Impression. Not as bad as the Prius, though. No, no. Everybody's stealing catalytic converters. Yes, the catalytic converter on the Prius oh. must have uh, more of the precious metals, right? I think that's just easier to get to because they they're. A no, I think th- I think there's some to them that they got more because like F one fifties are ripping those off. Those are easy. You can, those are easy. Just crawl right under. Yeah. But I think the Prius has got more. What is it? Uh, Palladium, the palladium in there, yeah. Platinum and rhodium, or something like three of these precious metals, and right. I think the Prius has more. One of my uh, old uh, coworkers was just popped for stealing those. <laughs> was wow. Pretty, yeah, he uh, he. Well, he quit the mill a year ago. He cut. And, uh, <laughs> he quit the sawmill. Hey, Pod, <laughs> does he still work there? Yeah, and then uh, apparently he was making his own hours as an entrepreneur. Wow. <laughs> Got caught in uh, is it? Chanhassen or Spring Lake Park. That's uh, totally opposite of the cities for those that don't know geography here. But yeah, he got popped up there. It was uh, too bad for him. I wonder what, what do they go for? Do you know? I don't know. I used to know. Um, I, I want to say a couple hundred dollars maybe, but maybe not that much. I know uh, the city of St. Paul passed an ordinance that scrapyards can't accept them anymore. Yeah. Unless they're, they have a license. The person who's trying to sell them has a dealer license or something. Yeah, I know you have to cut them up, and then you got to get that uh, honeycomb out of there, and then you have to soak them in like muriatic acid or something to get the... Sounds how like do I little, know so many details? I was going to say, <laughs> it's like a lot of work, and uh, if anyone's listening... <laughs> yeah, and they sell, they sell a bunch of different things you can get. Like the best one is just a, like a steel plate that... It bolts into the underside. Yeah. So it just covers everything up. Right. Because they're going to come up with a, you know, angle grinder uh, or a sawzall, you know, cut through both ends. Yeah. But this makes it. And where I live, uh, in the different neighborhood groups on Facebook, people are saying, whoever's stealing them, they don't care if they get caught because they know the police won't get there in time to bust them anyway. Yeah, they're really fast. So they just keep going. They're really fast. Yeah, there's lots of people that have said that they've had multiple ones stolen off their cars and that they've caught a couple of people in the middle of it and they just they don't care as they know they'll by the time the police get there they'll be gone anyway yeah so the big ones are the prius i think they have more i think maybe because it's a hybrid that it's i don't know why but i know it's a prius and the uh, honda accords yep and the honda they, they're the ones that get ripped off the most too that's just not a good car to have <laughs> Well, everyone stop making steals, it so everyone easy. steals the Hondas and every, and they're taking the catalytic converters. And right. then I think the third in the list is F one fifties. You know, that's just glad they don't make cars with copper parts. Oh, I know. I mean, you always see like in the neighborhoods like in Detroit and everything where they just go in and strip everything out. Yeah. We used when I used to work construction, 
if the plumbers were getting copper on site, but they weren't going to be putting it in right away, they'd have to find the highest point in the ceiling and they'd hide it all in the ceiling. Um, on you, they'd use scissor lifts and put it 14, 15 feet in the air. Just if they weren't going to use it, if, you know, over the weekend, just so if anyone broke in, they weren't going to get their copper stolen. Cause back then it was, it was at mid 2000s, it was like $4 a pound or something like that. And wow. places were just taking it. They didn't care where you got it from. Just like the converters right now. They don't care where you get it from because they no. they could make double what they're paying you or even no, more. Oh, yeah. I'd be majorly pissed. Right. I guess, you know, the guys start up the car in the morning and you just hear <laughs> that. Yeah. So, you know, right away you're like, shit. Damn it. And then you're right because what they do is these idiots, they come in and they hack off the O2 sensor and they don't give a shit what they're cutting through. No, they just cut it. I mean, it's not like they uh, gently remove it, you know. Right, yeah, because it doesn't matter what it looks like. So you're screwed. Yep. And you're spending... You know, your deductible, or if you don't have that, you just have, you know, liability. You're spending, you know, 1500 bucks Easily, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then your premium's going up every time you put it in, but you can't drive a car that sounds like a freaking, you know, no. elephant clearing its throat. <clears throat> you know, I mean... Do elephants been... clear their throat? Elephants? Yeah, yeah they do some. Powerful impression. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, you wish, you know, you always get in trouble, but what... There should be some cool things to put up there just to fuck with those people, you know? Kind of like a shocking device? Yeah, shocking, a little bladder full of uh, uratic acid and just kind of fry their eyes out, you know? Oh, yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. Take that. You can't see, stupid just ass. Some, um, just some uh, nicely placed razor blades. Oh, you're, you know, some, that's like they get, violent, though. Yeah, I know. They used to, that's back when they used to steal uh, car decks. You'd always hear stories of people putting razor blades behind right. there, so they'd reach back, and, <laughs> and then they went to the detachable face plates. And people would start stealing those, though. Yeah, but... I can't have your radio, neither can you. Trash them. They used to have, they used to have the index, and then they went to, I don't know if you remember, they had where you pull the whole deck out. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then they went to the face, the face plates. plates. That was like status symbol in high school. Yeah. You'd and now... Show off your face And plate. now you're pretty much, there's... Even if you steal them, you can't resell them. No. You know, I mean, maybe some idiot to give you a couple well, bucks. Well, that's why, but... you know, even now, I mean, they're all in dash. Part of, they're part of the dashboard now. Yeah. Well, what's weird now is car audio, the factory is so much better than it used to be. Oh, they yeah. Used, they used to put just a crummy little, I mean, people are spoiled now. Like they have these two by three speaker in your you Dodge. Know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You'd, you'd have a little mono speaker. Right. You'd have a little. AM, FM, radio, you know, God forbid you'd have a tape deck. And now they have, I mean, the in-dash, they have Harman Kardon or Bose or... Yeah, it's a seven-speaker Bose yeah. home audio system inside yeah. with a sound bar. Yeah, and it's like every year more speakers, you know, 33 speakers, and right. they have speakers <laughs> in, the, in the, the headrest, and they have speakers in the columns and yeah. everywhere. You're right, it used to be just had, you'd have the one in the dash, and then if you're lucky, you'd have a couple six-by-nines. And then they went to the door speakers, and then they went to the separating, you know, the, the tweeters and the mid-range. And, yeah, car, car audio has changed a lot. Yeah. You imagine, you're like, just kids these days don't even know what, how lucky they are. But they're all attached to their own devices. Well, that's the thing, too. You know, they, 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 they bitch about everything. They don't realize, <laughs> you know, they just, you got something to complain about. Right. Powerful. Let's get into... Uh, the disaster, the SS Eastland disaster. Also, it's uh right now. Let's get into the song of the day. There's a song, song of, of the, the day, day that what I picked. 
that has to go with this disaster. I thought, time to say goodbye. I was listening to that, and that that is a sad song. I don't know if it's supposed to be a sad song, but no. it's like a beautiful song. It and is then, very. And then I was thinking about this tragedy, and the tragedy pissed me off as we get into the details. Right. I got some thoughts about that, but let's talk about song of the day. Now, there's not really much to go by as far as chart information or anything like that, but uh, the song of the day is Time to Say Goodbye, and it is by Bocelli. Andrew Bocelli. Yep. And uh, the the version you sent to me was the one they released in 1990. So it was originally released in 1995. Let's, let's say that. Uh, Time to Say Goodbye. Um, and then it... So the Italian title... I'm going to Conti Padiro. Yeah, and that literally translates to I will leave with you. Yes. Which makes more sense when we explain what the lyrics are telling you or what the song is about. Uh but it was translated uh or changed to an English name Time to Say Goodbye and it received commercial success after they changed the name to the What's English. What's her name? Brightman? Uh, Sarah Brightman. Yeah, Sarah Brightman. Was uh the soprano that uh, is sings with Bocelli, and she's been singing with him this version uh, since 1996. So when they perform it live, she usually is with with him. To, so when it came out, it. was it a duo? No, it was uh, yeah. just uh, Bocelli singing it in '95. Yeah, that's what I and thought. And then they added her the next year uh, because uh, there was a performance that they did marking. There's a boxer Henry Mask, uh, his final match, um, and they did the duet version. Um, and it was recorded with the English title, and then that's when it became a commercial success. So the song is about uh, a couple and the countries that they have not visited, um, but that now they're going to go start seeing the world. And that's why the English version of the song title, Time to Say Goodbye, doesn't make sense. And the Italian version, I Will Leave With You, or I'll leave with you yes. makes more sense. Yes. But there's no Italian translation for time to say goodbye and blah, 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 blah. So yeah. I don't know how it works. There's like math involved and yeah, it is. time time difference. I, I feel I could figure it out. On the next episode, we'll, we'll get back to that. Uh, but yeah, so that uh, it's an opera. It's, I mean, it's sung operatic because they're both opera singers. It's like pop opera. It is. Easy listening opera. Easy to listen to. Fun. Pop opera. Popra. Popra. Uh, Popra Roach. What, what I like is the, in the live version. So I like, people do these at concerts all the time where the band or the, the orchestra in this case will start playing. And then a couple of bars into it, the whole crowd starts clapping again. Yes. You know, it's like. It's like Freebird. Right, exactly. You know, people are, but this is, this is polite because they're, you know, they're classical upbeat uppity type people so they just do the golf clap and then they they're done and then they let them sing but are you a, a big opera singer or a big opera listener i should say not singer no like i'm fan? not but fan? i like i like the popular one Pagliacci from the untouchables yeah time to say goodbye reminds me of uh the bellagio in vegas when they do the water fountains they play that oh, so that's sure. pretty epic <laughs> Pagliacci, huh? Yeah, Pagliacci. What the clown that cries? Send in the clowns. Send in the clones. My grandma was way into like the three tenors, the opera yes. singers. Oh yeah, growing up. So how about Enrico Palazzo? You know who that is, right? 
He, uh, I feel like that's a uh, Naked Gun reference. It is. Okay, that's good. That's Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> that's right. Was he singing the national anthem, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please, please welcome Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> oh, oh, that's, that's great. And he's an umpire, too. <laughs> right, <or>? yeah. <laughs> Ball? <laughs> God. Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> the three tenors. Yeah. God. Oh, my God. I love the, uh, in opera. You know, the opera singers, especially like the guys, the tenors, they'll sing and it sounds like they're just singing conversationally and then they get way into it and get that really deep. Oh, yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's Pagliacci. Yeah. That's the sad song. Yeah. Is that the song that's in the uh, the scene with the carriage going down the stairs? Uh, Pagliacci. I can't <laughs> sing it. Yeah, that's that's the Untouchables when they have uh De Niro. Yeah. And he's uh, Al Capone. Right. Oh. Oh, that's no, that's Pacino. Pacino, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> God, I'm getting you. getting my Italian yeah, actors go, oh. mixed up. Was <laughs> <laughs> it Scent of a Woman? Good yeah. movie. Yeah, Robin's in that one. She's got a great ass. Yeah. <laughs> no, Pagliacci is right here, as you can see. Pagliacci. Ah. But as soon as you hear Pagliacci, you'll know exactly what the song is. And that is <laughs> song of the day. Time to say goodbye. Check it out. I, where do you think it would have fallen on the Billboard Hot 100? That would rank pretty good. Think so. 1995. Apparently, in Italy, it was a it was a huge success. But they love their operas over there. I love that song. It's a very beautiful song. It will invoke feelings in you. If if that doesn't make that song doesn't make you happy or weepy, there's something wrong with you. It's gonna say horny. No, oh, no. Probably not. Yeah, the, out of the two most beautiful songs written, it's either that, Time to Say Goodbye, or Me So Horny by the two live crew. One yeah, or two. You know, I could you they, could they flip, flip flop. Flip your order, I don't care. Yeah. Classic Me So Horny. Yes. Nothing there was two the clean version was sitting at home watching our senior hall. Right. Yes. All right, let's get into the SS Eastland disaster. We had fun, but now it's a serious Time to topic. Get, yeah. Time to get serious. Get out your tissue boxes, everyone. And uh, well, this maybe makes a me, stress this, ball. This makes me upset, too. We'll talk about it. Yeah. I've got some thoughts on it, too. All right. So the SS Eastland uh, was a passenger ship based in Chicago. It was used for tours, and then it was commissioned by the Navy uh, to use as a training vessel on the Great Lakes. But, uh, the event that we're going to talk about happened on July 24th, 1915, when it was being used as a passenger ship. So this ship has had a very, very troubling history. It was uh, first commissioned in 1902 by the Jenks Shipbuilding Company. Uh, it was known as the Eastland. Uh, went through five different uh, ownership changes before the Navy uh, purchased the uh, Eastland and changed it to the USS Wilmette uh, in 1917. So let's go back to some early problems in history with the ship. Uh, on July 27th, 1903, the inaugural season of the Eastland, uh, the ship struck uh, the laid up, a laid-up tugboat, the George Gardner, and sank the tugboat. Uh, so right away, it did not start off. Uh, it's haunted. It's doomed. Ray, it's cursed. Yeah. So it... And a lot of ship people are very superstitious. superstitious well, so am I. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, 
The Eastland received minor damage, but the tugboat was a complete loss. In, uh, in August of 1903, on August 14th, uh, while the Eastland was on a cruise from Chicago to South Haven, Michigan, six of the ship's firemen, uh, who were used to stoke the, the steam or the fire in the ship's boiler, uh, claimed that they had not received their potatoes for dinner, and uh, they refused to stoke the boiler of that ship. Uh, two of the eight men that were uh, the firemen kept the ship going, uh, but they when they re, uh, got to where they were going in uh, South Haven, Michigan, those six firemen were arrested and charged with mutiny, and the uh, captain was relieved of his duty. Wow. Some modifications to the ship, which did not help things out as well. Uh, they didn't reach its target speed of 22 miles per hour during the inaugural season, and uh, the draft was too deep uh, for the Black River in South Haven, Michigan. Uh, where she was being loaded. So the ship returned in September of 1903 to Port Huron for modifications, including the addition of an air conditioning system and machinery adjustments to reduce draft. And even though the modifications increased the ship's speed, they added additional weight and reduced her draft, thereby reducing the height and coherent stability uh, as originally designed. So they were adding these modifications, but the ship wasn't designed to have modifications. So they actually made things worse uh, in, on the ship. A lot of those incidents were listing incidents. Uh, in May 1904, the ship uh, handily won a race against the city of South Haven to Chicago. Uh, in the meantime, though, the Eastland had experienced periodic problems with her stability while loading and unloading cargo and passengers and nearly capsized on July 17, 1904 after leaving South Haven uh, with approximately 3,000 passengers. So that accident could have been really bad. Uh, subsequently, her capacity was lowered to 2,800 passengers after that, uh, and some of the cabins were removed, and lifeboats were added, uh, and the hull was repaired. So they obviously knew that there was a problem. So what did they do? They just said, okay, we're going to take away 200 passengers, and we're going to add more lifeboats, because if this thing's going to tip over, we're going to need get more people Well, it was after the Titanic, too. They had all those. Not yet. That was 04. So the Titanic was 1912. Wait, start over. So 04, they put in more lifeboats? They put in more lifeboats after the first listing incident. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Then on August 5th, 1906, so six years before the Titanic, uh, another incident of listing occurred, which resulted in the filling, uh, I'm sorry, the filing of complaints against the uh, Chicago South Haven line, which uh, who was owning it at that time and before the 1907 season the ship was sold to another owner the Lakeshore Navigation Company and they moved it to Lake Erie and in 1909 the ship was sold again to the Eastland Navigation Company and it kept running cruises and excursions between Cleveland and Cedar Point uh, Ohio uh, after the 1909 season there st- was still 39 cabins uh, there but they removed them um, and then prior to the 1912 season, the top smokestack sections were removed to shorten her stack height, so to make her less top-heavy. Uh, but again, all these modifications are being made to a ship that was not designed to have any other modifications made after it was uh, made. On July 1st, 1912, another incident occurred when the Eastland had a severe listing of approximately 25 degrees while loading passengers in Cleveland. Imagine getting on the ship and the ship just starts tilting 25 degrees one way or the other. 
That's uh, that'd make me want to get off right right there. And of course, they won't do anything. No. In uh, 1914, Eastland was sold again, and this was the uh, last owner it had uh, during the disaster. Like on January 24th, or excuse me, July 24th, uh, 1915, the Eastland and four other Great Lakes passenger steamers, the Theodore Roosevelt, the Potowski, the Racine, and the Rochester, were chartered to take employees from the Western Electric Company, uh, Hawthorne Works in Illinois. Uh, to a picnic in Michigan City in Indiana. Mainly, a lot of these passengers uh, were, I guess you could say, like the production staff um, of this company. So it was just like they were trying to uh, just have like a company picnic and other things. Um, that that was the largest company involved uh, as far as employees go, but there was like 2,500 people on board. Uh, during 1915, um, the new Federal Siemens Act that had been passed because of the Titanic disaster three years earlier, the law required retrofitting uh, of a complete set of lifeboats on the Eastland as many as on many other passenger vessels, but the additional weight may have made the Eastland more dangerous by making her even more top-heavy. So after they removed the stacks to try to make her less heavy, they added even more lifeboats, which kind of made uh, removing of the, uh, the lowering of the stacks null because now they just made her top heavy again. So on the morning of July 24th, passengers began boarding the Eastland on the south bank of the Chicago River. At about 6.30 a.m. by 7.10 a.m., the ship had reached her capacity of 2,572 passengers. Uh, the ship was packed with many passengers standing on the open upper decks, and it began to list slightly to the port side. That's uh, towards the the ocean away from land or the wharf. The crew attempted to stabilize the ship by admitting water into the ballast tanks, uh, but that did not help. Sometime during the next 15 minutes, a number of passengers rushed to the port side, and at 7.28 a.m., the Eastland lurched sharply to port and then rolled completely onto her side, coming to rest on the river bottom, uh, which was about 20 feet deep there below the surface. Barely half the vessel was submerged, but many of the other passengers had already moved below decks um, and because it was a relatively cool and damp morning, so they wanted to try to stay warm. But because they were below decks when the ship listed over, uh, a lot of them got trapped inside. um, And some of them were crushed by furniture dags, pianos, bookcases, tables. Um, So a lot of them got trapped that way. 844 lives lost. It was horrible. So they basically were going to go to a picnic. They all piled onto this boat designed to hold, I think, like 500 people. So they overstuffed them in there. They put the life life, uh, boats up top. So it was incredibly top heavy. So they were just basically docked. They went into the ship. The ship flipped over. Yeah. Over 800 people were drowned or killed by, like you said, furniture. It was horrible. Yeah, it wasn't very deep water, but it was the fact that it tipped no, over. No, I mean so it's fast. it's it's one thing, not any tragedy, but you would think like a ship out to sea, something happens, an iceberg, a, a ship rams it, but these poor people are at the dock getting on the ship, you know, getting ready to head out right. and it flips over. Yeah. It's tragic. Then I heard stories of um some welders coming over and trying to cut open the ship, but then the crew and the captain were pissed at him for, for cutting, cutting into, into the, the ship. ship. Yes. Yeah, I could see that back yes. then. Yes. Yeah, was, there was another, the Regina, where that wasn't too far away, came over and 
um, was actually the their deck was at the height of some of the tipped over ships. So a lot of the but the thing is, did you hear over. about this story before? Never. No one has. No. And I'm above average on history, I would say. Right. And I've never heard of it. You didn't hear about it in school. No. And there's theories that these were just poor working class people and they got screwed over and then they, it went to court and the owner is nothing happened. No one was liable for this. Over 800 people dying. Yeah. And, yeah, and they were just working nobody. class people. They got screwed over. I mean, it's a horrible thing and you don't even know about it. Yeah. A lot of the, uh, the people that died, the, the workers at this company were, um, say immigrants from the Czech Republic. Czech immigrants. Yeah. They work hard back then. Yep. And then, you know, they, they're going to go have, you know, one day of fun and they all drown. I mean, it, it's a horrible situation. Yeah. It's, uh, it kind of reminded me of like, you, you were reading all these things. It's like nobody had the frame of mind or, or the common sense to be like, okay, this, you shouldn't be doing any of this stuff. You should just decommission the ship. No, but or, it's all, it's all greed and it's all money and no one gives a shit. Right. I mean, you can totally see what's going on. Right. And it's, you know? it's like the Titanic, you know, everybody, there's all these red flags and everybody ignored it because they wanted, like you said, they wanted to beat their time. Yeah. They wanted to be the fastest ship. Yeah. And no one wants to put money in and, until they have to. Right. And they don't want to do anything, you know. Yeah, they just made it. They the changes they made were just to make it yeah. legal Some, to, to sometimes, operate. Sometimes rules and regulations are good, right? You know, everyone wants freedom. It's cool, yeah. But then corporations are going to take advantage of that. Yeah, they're only going to do stuff if they're forced to. Exactly. So, eight hundred poor people perished because of this top-heavy ship that you just read off the the litany of problems that it that it had. Right, it was top heavy. Yes. Not enough lifeboats. Yes, uh, they were packing it with passengers when they shouldn't be. Yes, and then if you want to get uh, superstitious or you know bad juju, it it was you know a curse, curse from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. sinking a tugboat. Yeah. yeah, it was uh, lots of lots of red flags. So I just thought I just thought it was an interesting story that you guys should hear about the Eastland disaster. It's some I didn't know about. Mike Rez didn't know about. And I, I think most people don't know about this. No. I mean, 800 people and just right there on the Chicago River. Yeah. The one that, the only, the only like famous shipwreck on the Great Lakes you ever hear about is the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, yeah. That's the joke. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it, did they sing a song about it and then you'd know about it? Probably. Yeah. You know, but it's, yeah, it was a kind of a tragedy that, it, that I, you know, read about in, and I thought we should talk about it because a lot of people don't know. Yeah, I've never, when you sent me the link to that, I was like, what the heck is this? And I read about it and it's like, on the Great Lakes? The hell, I've never even heard of that. You and know, it's not even on the Great, I mean, it'd be one thing, like I said, if they're out in the middle and some storm whipped right, up. Yeah, and there's, there's, like, there's nothing you can do. A storm whips up. Yeah. Or, you know, it's 19, you know, 15, or a, a ship's collide because they, you know, they, it's not, they can't turn or stop right. on a dime. You know, ship ships are going and they weigh a gazillion tons. They're going to hit what they're going to hit. Right. But this is just they're they're docked and there's two. They stuff all these people on there and it flips over. Yep. It's no such I mean, thing as the gales of July. No. I mean, it, the whole thing is stupid. You know, totally avoidable. Right. That's what pisses me off. Like I said, an act of God. There's tornado. You know, it's it's tragic, but but it's, then they they went to court and of course no one got in trouble for this. No, yeah, because they were corporate. Yes. Same thing. Yeah, you know, corporate run business, and 
yeah. corporation. And these protected. are just poor working class yeah. people, yep. immigrants. Yeah, I think uh, interesting. It's we got to find more of these stories of things that happened in history you never hear. Yeah, about. we've had uh, we've had some cool topics. We had uh, Debt Loss Pass. Debt Loss Pass. I never very, heard of that. Very one. popular. Yeah. So we will do more historical if you guys like it. Let us know if you enjoyed this episode. We kind of threw in the comedy, but we kind of threw in the tragedy. We kind of mixed it up. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I hope we brought you down at the end. Yeah, we'll bring you back up. Yeah, we got a movie to give away. Yes, we do have the movie, The Vault. You're going to have to check it out on Twitter at Amish B Machine. Make sure you follow us there. And as always, we ask you the one thing. Please tell a friend about our powerful podcast. We got the YouTube channel. We got stuff we're working on that. We're excited. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.